And welcome everybody to What the Hops. Brian and Eric here on another wonderful Sunday evening. Rob Gronkowski retired today. Yeah, thank fucking God. I'll just, I, let's I, cheers. Let's cheers to that. I was more <laughs> so hoping that he'd just end up fucking brain dead. So I mean, he pretty much is. I mean, I mean, I was gonna say I'll, I'll fucking cheers to that though. Yeah, fuck off, asshole. He's like one of those guys that are like, oh, he's from Buffalo. Yeah, get it, keep him the fuck out. We don't want him back. Every time he's back in town and stuff, people kind of start... <laughs> fucking. <laughs> you start. You see a lot of stuff on social media. People like posting like pictures and video of like him showing up at random spaces, like hanging out with cats, wearing zubas. He was like in a. He was in town like last summer for a wedding or something, or or he was in town for something. Would and someone put up, the like, bills hat on him? Like or? crashing a wedding, yeah, and like people are all like, "Oh, check it out! It's Gronk doing this, doing that." And it's like, dude, yeah, he's from the fucking city, man. Calm down. <laughs> you know, but he might be the person from Buffalo that I could care the least about wanting to see or being happy he's from here. <laughs> well, his parents owned what a sporting goods store. Is that what ah, it is? Who knows? I don't fucking know anymore. His parents owned. They had some money. Kind of, yeah, and you know they. It wasn't like he was some like underprivileged kid. That's, yeah, his fucking house had a pool in it. Between him and his him and his brothers and everything else, they're definitely uh set up to be able to succeed in whatever they wanted to do, I guess. So Yeah, well hey, fuck him. More power. More power to them if they're able to do that, I guess. But yeah, that's it. it's overall him retiring though is a is a good thing. So better for the Bills. Doesn't mean that Tom Brady won't find some other animal to throw to. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe Brady'll start seeing the writing and he's like, maybe it's gonna be time to go. It's a conditioning, man. Yeah, I'm conditioned one right now. I'm sitting on the couch stretching and drinking a beer. <laughs> Speaking of that, we are, uh, I think for the first time, I think we mentioned that we got them coming, that they finally got into the area. I think, yeah, back over the summer, I want to say we mentioned but, it, but. Uh, we are drinking a Fatheads Brewery Hop Juju uh, Imperial IPA. This beer, well, this beer is, what are we at? Nine percent, nine percent ABV, a hundred IBU. So this is your classic double IPA, double IPA man. And you, this you was, had this before? Yeah, a while ago, I, a long time ago. I just had a, like a moment and just I thought that, like I've never had this before. And I realized I had it at Morpat back in the fall, in the winter, or sorry, in the fall. And I ordered it and told my wife, "Shut the fuck up and just drink it. It's nine percent." She's like, "It's not juicy enough." I'm like, "Just drink it. It's nine percent. Let's get the get it moving." And basically, it's it's a pretty good double IPA, like a standard American IPA is what I'd call it. I mean, they got the... Uh, double IPA. One gold 2013, 2015, and bronze in 2016 at Great American Beer Festival, and one gold in 2016 at the World Beer Cup. So, I mean, this is, this is what people always strive to. And I remember when we couldn't get this here... People would drive to PA, like PA or like, because I, I don't even think you were able to get it all the time in PA, like only in select areas, but. Well, they have a brewery in Pittsburgh now too, right? Yeah, I believe so. But before that though, they, um, you know, people would drive out to Ohio just to grab this. And it was one of those first beers that people would really kind of hunt down and trade. And, you know, it was very hyped. And it still lives up to that, you know. I mean, this is a, if you're looking for that just double IPA, classic double IPA. This is this is the standard. I feel, you know. Yeah, I I got nothing bad to say about this. It's good beer. Um, kind of similar. I want to say with a lot of their stuff, I feel the same way about like Southern Tier uh, with Fathead. Um, basically, that it's good standard beers then you're not like anything like insane with them you're not like you know holy shit i dumped a bunch of lactose cranberries and i got the fucking blood of elvis that we dug off and put in <laughs> it you know it's yo i would probably drink that beer <laughs> did you ever see the movie how high man come on this shit don't work like that yeah, you're not it, gonna start singing <laughs> if it did though come on now <laughs> that's a great movie it is a great movie I remember uh, the first time I saw it. Was it at Dipson? Nah, dude. I, I didn't see it at the theaters. Oh, I, I seen it in the theaters at Dipson. Nah, I, I, 
our our friend, uh, one of our friends back in uh, high school, brought it over, and we uh, went and got high on my roof, and then uh, <laughs> watched a movie. You're just sitting out there and just got high and neighbor across the street's like looking. He's like, what the fuck are those kids doing? It's just like, yeah. <laughs> that roof. <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, that roof can hold hold quite a bit of weight up there. But then again, back. I never climbed out there. I looked at it and said, like, fuck that. I'm not going out there. I still climb out there from time to time to uh, clear clear the gutters and shit up there for my mom. Oh fuck no, man! You look at face down on that shit. Hell no. Nah, I still, I still, I still. Get I'm getting there. anxiety just thinking about. Well, that. no, no, not not the ones like right down there, but the one like for the. Oh, upper all right, all right. Yeah, all right. no, I, I don't, I don't go hanging like that, man, dude. I'm come on. It's like, dude, get down on your belly and just kind of like I'm tearing, warm it down there. I'm I'm tearing shit, falling down fucking porches, man. I'm not gonna fall off a roof and test my luck. Man. Yeah, really. <laughs> Seriously, at this point. But yeah, this is. I mean, you could totally chug this fucking thing, too. Yeah, I sort of have. <laughs> yeah, you've been... I don't drink much during the week anymore, though. I really I really haven't had time to, either. This weekend, definitely, uh, I made up for it, though. It's, it's been a big week overall for Western New York beer, too. The past couple episodes, you know, we've been talking about and having some of the stuff from other half since they've become a lot more accessible to the area this weekend this past friday actually they did something that most people never really expected to happen but they did a collaboration with genesee brewing and brewed a small batch collab with them called dream ale which was basically a other half version of jenny cream Released it Friday morning, had people waiting there at like seven o'clock in the morning, had about 500 people waiting outside the Jenny Brew House and ended up selling like 170 cases of it within like however long it took to get 500 people through a line. Yeah. (laughs) You know, holy shit. That's gotta be an adventure. It's a real cool thing for the area. And I mean, the amount of people that were freaking out about it just because everybody it's a nostalgia thing, nostalgia thing here because you've heard us talk about it all the time, drinking Jennies and everything else. I mean, but it's you know you see this new school brewery teaming up with you know the old school local staple, and you know you don't know what to expect. So we'll probably get her try to get our hands on a can of that or so. Unfortunately, all of us were working, so we weren't able to. Uh, get out and try to get some but we'll see what we can do i think the longest line i ever stood in like if, for something like that was when pure hockey opened and they're handing out free 25 dollars gift cards did you end up getting one hell yeah i got one i got i got 75 dollars they gave me for the kids too they're like we can't give it to you. haven was in a wheelchair or in a wheelchair fuck <laughs> was in a stroller and like the baby can't have one i'm like yeah um i didn't plan on it i didn't think the kids were gonna get one but all right thanks no, that's awesome that they gave one for the kids, man. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have expected that either. I ended up using it to buy like one of the kids needed new gloves, but they had ones. People they they gave up to like I think someone got a five hundred dollar one. There was some hundred dollar ones. So I mean, it was it was worth it. If you would have known that, you should have just found some random kids and started just taking them there, man. I did my own. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like neighborhood kids, man. Dude, just roll up with like six, seven kids and get them fucking gift cards. Lucky, luckily that wasn't a thing. Could only imagine that happening. <laughs> Other news, uh, Brian, you did mention this to us this week in a text message that uh, the one festival that's coming here. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Shelton Brothers, the uh, distributor. Everybody knows them for getting some, you know, the great stuff from uh, Belgium, and you know they're responsible for us getting like McKellar out this way and the uh tool and um you know they i think i mean would you say they're like more international i mean yeah generally i think generally they they help distribute a lot of international stuff the only united states stuff that they distribute that we really see out here regularly um is grim and uh prairie and some of the jolly pumpkin stuff too and jolly pumpkin i i feel like we get like 
randomly you'll get some shit. Yeah, like it's, it, all, it's a lot of collabs and stuff. Yeah, like it, it's not like it's not something that's consistent. But like if we get it, they're the reason why we're seeing it. But obviously, you know, we've talked about Grim a lot, and we drink them regularly. So if I walk in a place and I see Grim, I'm I'm pumped up, and like almost automatically, that's what I'm going with. And it's and it's up to it, it's due to them and helping them they're them helping distribute stuff is why we get to see that. But they're holding their festival in Buffalo October fourth and fifth. And the festival is, uh, you know, one of the biggest in the world for the style of beers. The The festival, basically, it's a nice festival for a lot of those Belgian sours and, you know, that kind of style of beer. And it brings a lot of people from all over the world to uh, the areas that they hold it. Uh, last year it was in Denver. The year before it was in Atlanta. 2016 it was in Louisville. So for it to come here, it's going to be a pretty exciting uh, time in the city. Being able to see all, all the people that it brings. Where's it going to be at? They haven't really announced any of that stuff yet. That's what I was trying to think, like, size-wise. Because it's generally, I think, three sessions all together. So maybe two on Saturday and one on Sunday. When When's it going to be a time frame? October 4th and 5th. I mean, you're getting into, like, colder season, though, too. I mean, it's a wild card what it could be. I doubt you're going to have it outside. I you don't think they usually You could easily have something like do. that at Canal Side. I mean, even, like, Outer Harbor. But, I mean, if you're pushing into October, you're talking dealing with yeah, winds I, off the lake. and. I, th- I, think, I think you're not – I don't think you're looking at – I don't think you're looking at that area, any, either of those areas for it. I think maybe Riverworks might be an option. Yeah. Um, you can open up the whole space where they got the rinks and then, uh, you know, even have the whole bar and stuff too, where you can pro- you could fit easily probably a couple thousand people. You know, I think the shows that they have there, yeah, they sell about roughly 3000 tickets for them. So you pretty figure, good numbers for something yeah, like that. You figure that that could be an option. Um, there's a convention center, which is outdated and not exactly a great are one of one of the worst things in this city is the convention center and i wouldn't really recommend it as a place to hold but that can hold the people i don't even know what the convention center looks like i don't know where it is anymore i mean obviously it hasn't moved but like it's nothing. it's just been such a long time since you've actually been there that yeah, you've like, kind of forgotten about it i was just there for the soup fest um, and I'll probably be there sometime in May for the Nickel City Con, our Comic Con that we have out here. So. Oh, that's yeah, that's your yearly uh, trek that you'll make to it, <laughs> dude. I mean, well, David Adams puts on the Nickel City Con, so yeah. I mean, you get a lot of like sports people and shit too. So. Yeah, I mean Thurman Thomas is always looking for something to do. So. Oh man, he's got his bar in fucking Batavia. He's busy doing that, man. He's not making his chicken wing dip anymore. Well, sometimes you gotta make that chicken wing dip, man. I remember when we saw that shit in the store, <laughs> like two weeks later, and end up like having the having a sticker next to it, being like, "Oh, discontinued item." It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. No, that that's it's just gonna be a really fun weekend. I feel probably a lot of bars in the area holding uh, holding events. Mike Schatzel probably was one of the main people that helped bring that here. Just because with what he's been doing over the past few years and the traveling and the contacts and everything else that he's been holding. I know they do uh, Zwanzi Day at Thin Man every year. He used to do it at Blue Monk when it was open. So that's generally probably going to happen again. And uh, he always he's always reaching out to breweries to get stuff in his bars over at whether it's Colter Bay or ABV or more pats and even even like coals and stuff too so it's always something rotating there though i mean and you know you're gonna get you're never gonna be disappointed when you walk in those bars same thing with uh more pat too you know you're gonna go in there you're gonna always find something good to drink and being one of his places they usually don't disappoint yeah and uh sheldon brothers actually helps with uh bringing bellwoods to the area too um i know we did have one of the bellwoods on one of the podcasts too and uh we had one of the Jelly Kings, I believe, and they're always something that people look for. They got a nice little festival over the summer, too, 
it's just crazy to think about like I was I was sitting there talking to a couple of friends this week when after they broke that news and it's just like I was trying to plan a bunch of different little trips to breweries this summer and there's so many things going on in the area that it's tough for me to even like plan trips because I want to stay here. You're getting enough shit here now. Yeah, like I don't have to, I don't have to leave to go and find good stuff. You know, I don't have to go, you know, we don't even have to necessarily go to Rochester to find things. We don't have to go to, you know, anywhere further down the state. We can go, you know, right in our own backyard now and just get some great shit. And it's it helps save on gas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they announced the lineup for that Woodstock Festival, the 50, oh, 50th the real anniversary. Woodstock? It's not, technically not like it's run by the guy who ran Yeah, they did Woodstock, the original one. Yep. But they're having it at Watkins Glen. Yeah. And, you know, it's like. Which is like. Way south of what it was. Yeah, but the thing is, like, because the original site wouldn't be able to hold the amount of people. Like, they're trying to be smarter about it, which is good. Yeah, like, no rapes and no fucking, like, well, fires and... I wouldn't say any of that stuff isn't going to happen no, still because still, people are, you know, Assholes, but yeah. trying to... Trying to make sure that you're not going to destroy a t- small town, you know? Like, yeah. that's just it. It's I, not the peace, love, and harmony kind of shit. It's, well, I think the last... One of the last festivals that they had there, they had, like, a like an EDM fest called Mysteryland, I believe, that was held on the Woodstock grounds. And, like, it was just a really shitty weekend, like, weather-wise. And it fucked up the grounds pretty bad. So I think they're kind of afraid... Of something like that happening again, too. Especially, like, if you get that amount of people in an area. And it's just, it's not... If you ever been to, like, a major festival like that, I mean... If it rains and it gets muddy as shit, like, you're just not... <laughs> no one's no one's really having as much fun as it looks like in random videos, man. Because it's just fucking miserable. Dude, why... For, I, I know you like festivals. So, you like the experience and stuff. I don't know if I'm just so damn lazy now or what, but, like, I... Well, you haven't been as much into, like, new newer music or anything else in the past whatever. So, in the past, however, like, maybe five, eight, five, eight years or so. I find random metalcore still, don't worry. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm talking, like... I, see, that's that's the thing, like, with me, like, I'm still sticking, staying, staying into tune with, like, what's modern day, like, I guess, radio music for the most part. Yeah. You know, because modern day radio isn't, it's more than just what's on FM. If you're looking at, you know, satellite and just streaming services and everything else, like checking out what's kind of the top stuff there and kind of really digging deeper into it is where you're starting to find some stuff. I mean, you can complain about the state of music and how everything's garbage and kind of correlate it with how we can complain about how newer beers suck or this sucks or this and that, or people complain about how like this band sucks and that band sucks. It's all the same. Like you look at, like you're always going to enjoy the shit that you grew up experiencing because it all, it always, it influenced you. It helped, it helped you become the person you are, you know? Kind of like how we'd say like Warped Tour. It's like, oh yeah, it's sad it was last year Warped Tour, but at the same time, if we went to Warped Tour now, we'd be like, we're fucking old. The bands that we're seeing are bands that we liked 20 years ago and they're really fucking old. And then it's just like random like well, scenes or hips are like 15 year olds. Well, yeah, not even that. You're going to look in like the half the bands that are going to be on that lineup are going to be a bunch of kids that are fucking younger than all of us. And you'll be like, I don't even know what the fuck, what the fuck that band is. Yeah. But then you might go and you'll be like, oh, this is actually pretty decent. You when know? we went to that August Burns Red, like, was it 10 year or 15 year anniversary of the one a couple years ago? Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> the one band opening, I'm like, dude, these guys suck and they look like little fucking kids. And then I'm like, oh, protest the hero. They're like older than us. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck is going on. But even when you get like shit like that, it's just funny. Like, it is just the same. It's just another scene that you've evolved in. Like, we weren't drinking the same uh, like craft beer the way that we are now, and at, in our thirties that we were drinking it like when we were twenty, you know, or, or so twenty one, twenty two. Our scene was a little bit different. There was like, oh yeah, this beer, like you can get Killians here. Like, oh shit, or like. You know, there's yeah, some we didn't, blue moon and magic hats on tap here. We didn't have distributors like Shelton Brothers bringing us any of like the crazy stuff until like the past five, six years, really. 
And when we wanted craft beer, we lived off the Pack of Pals or uh, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, I mean, we can get into that over and over again like we have been, but... There's a reason why we've beat that dead horse so many times, because it's still... <laughs> it still holds up. Same thing like this last beer that we just had. You know, it holds up against even all the new shit that's out there. It's still a really good beer, and something that we've both had before, and not going to be the last time we're going to drink it, too. And that's why I grabbed this... Uh beer that we're about to crack into right now you want your own fuck i don't give a shit earlier today i took part in the uh chili cook-off that was a charity event for the friends of night people um which is a a uh it's a local charity it's a charity that for homeless helps help support like homeless and like you know poverty people and everything else I think it's like every time I hear friends and nice people, I just picture like someone under a bridge like waving at me. I don't know why. But I mean, I, even with I, I've done stuff through like work and stuff, too, where we've donated to them. And, you know, it's a, it's a good organization. But I just think like it just comes off like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, the way like, it, just, it just like catches you sometimes. But on Friday, Community Beer Works released cans of their singularity ipa and this is the galaxy version so singularity is more of just a it's one hop isn't it one hop straightforward ipa it's a 7.2 percent and it's not meant to be juicy it's not meant to be whatever it's not your new england it's hey this is your classic ipa and this is this is one of the things that community beer works when uh they first started uh, Singularity was one of those beers that they started. Well, they've done them with like Mosaic and Citra before. Yeah, yeah. Like, Singularity was one of those. Uh, did they do a Simcoe one too? Yeah, let's look this up. Did you drink this earlier today then too? Yeah, yeah. I had, I had, I had a few of these while I was at this at this chili cook-off, which unfortunately I didn't win. Um, I did a chocolate chili with brisket, where I braised the brisket with the beers for closers espresso milk stout and then also added that to the chili the chili got good reviews but you know at the same time when they're gonna go a little weird you know you're not really going for the win you're just trying to get noticed and that's that's always the name name of the game when i enter food into these kinds of things you know a lot of the stuff that you've done is like hey how are you this is what i do like i'll see you next time because i know they'll be back for this shit it's it's fun for me you know i don't try to i don't try to get too uh too crazy with the shit or i try to get crazy because it's like you know hey if it really takes off then people will be like oh shit this is great and it's worth the first place but if not i'm just having fun because i can always do that but uh yeah so far looking at untapped if you're looking at their singularities they've done one with mosaic Mo- <clears throat> mosaic <laughs> they've done one with mosaic Dude, it sounds like a fuck mosaic sounds like he's a fucking like eastern european fucking lithuanian dude say or some play- shit playing he's, center i was gonna say he's playing on he's on fucking uh man you right now fucking soccer wild, yeah whatever sport pick one <laughs> fucking <laughs> um they did a uh, hollertal blanc uh mandarina bavaria simcoe brava bravo azaka El Dorado, Centennial, Equinox, Wet Mosaic, uh, Double Dry Hopped Galaxy, uh, Lemon Drop, Dr. Rudy, Citra, Chinook, Calypso, Apollo. Holy fuck, man. Uh, Duality, which was a Zaka and Lemon Drop, a Double Dry Hopped Citra, and yeah. I, I mean, I got something. This so, I mean, I, I mean, stuff. I guess they've been around for seven years. So, you know, you figure they've had they've had quite some time to be doing that. Yeah. The biggest thing that I noticed, uh, even on the first sip, is what I when I've been in uh, Niagara Tradition, we've talked about Galaxy Hops with uh, Bert. Bert is like a fucking mad scientist um the most helpful dude in the world when it comes to like when you're trying to like craft beers and shit i mean when you go in there like if you need like a water profile you need grain bill like they're always willing to help and just talk about you know what can you do with your beer what else you want to do with it what are you looking at and um it's something i can't say enough about like i appreciate all the help that they've ever given me too with just you know home brewing but he told me one time, I said, what do you think about like Galaxy? Because it's such a big hop that's used all the time in all these New Englands. And 
his take on it was it's a good hop to use with these. You know, mind you, I'm paraphrasing, so I'm not trying to quote everything he's saying. So, you know, yeah, someone yeah. wants to fucking roast me on it, whatever. But, um, <laughs> you know, basically, like, it, it serves its purpose. It's a good beer, or it's a good hop. But it's not the the shining star. It's a background one, and right away when I, you smell it, you get the taste. You can tell that it's got that that hoppy character that you taste and smell in New England's. But it, I don't want to say it leaves you wanting more. Like it's it's a bad beer, but it's like you know exactly like this is what you taste. You're pulling the specific taste out. I feel like uh, in other beers, that was a lot of fucking talking. So be calm. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, and and the one thing that this series that CBW does is it tries to highlight the hop in a way that you can enjoy it too. So the way this comes out, I mean, if you're a fan of Galaxy and you tend to go and get all these beers because it's like, oh, this guy has Galaxy and I'm going to get it, you're going to enjoy this beer. Yeah. Like Galaxy's a nice hop to throw in you get the aromatics off of it, it give, same thing with like uh, Nelson Nelson's like more ex- I don't know if they're that expensive but they're more a little bit more than you know your standard Citra or Mosaic would be um, but, but I feel, I feel Nelson I feel Nelson could stand alone better than Galaxy Nelson can, can though because you're going to get more of like a white wine off of it and you get like a different type of vibe to the beer but the aromatics of it are really good though too like you you taste something with it you're like oh okay that's different you know it you've been drinking this beers with the same hops you know for i want to say 20 years but obviously that's not in our case for 20 years but you know you you know what you get with your chinook and your simcoe's and your amarillo your warriors the west coast ones that you've that you've had and all the dogfish beers that you've had that have been like the staples of IPAs and then all of a sudden you start mixing in these other juicier ones like Citra and Mosaic and I you know I forgot Centennial Cascade yeah um, those fucking ones too but you, you start getting into these other like varieties and this shit's like crazy crosses between other plants you know some of them don't even have real names yet they're just like random um, almost like lab numbers on them you know, I, I coach youth hockey and stuff, and there's been some shit that's happened lately with, you know, racism and shit going on in hockey. And yeah, obviously- I mean, we could talk about that, too, though. Like, so there was a video going around if uh, I know a lot of local people have shared it on that, but it's a, a youth hockey league in the area. And, you know, the kids, what was it? The kids on the bench were, you they know, were making monkey noises. Yeah, to... To, uh, you know, an African-American kid that was playing hockey. And I know, like, people like Wayne Simmons and P.K. Subin and everybody else have... Justin Bailey was going to reach out to the kid, too, as a local... But uh, but they've also... Well. They've had things, you know, happen, happen. to them, like, Someone as threw NHL a players. banana at Wayne Simmons when they were in a preseason game. Yeah, like, just... I mean, like, it, it's, it's a disgusting thing that unfortunately exists, especially in a sport that's predominantly white, you know? It's so, not, but as as much as we say white though too, I mean there's fucking how many different countries that are involved in it, you know. It, it but it's there's also racism in the league toward like in the, even in the NHL towards the French Canadian players. You know, you get all the Europeans, the uh, you know the Swedes, the the Finns. You get random Norway dude, a random Swiss guy, a German. You know, you get random players from all of these countries and shit, and they don't. It's it's such a weird thing because the even um, Paul Bissonnette said something too about it, like and how disgusting that is, like when it comes to race. It wasn't even about this topic, but it was just racism in general. Uh, or or um, and he was talking about the Morgan Riley incident, and you know, just said he's like, I'm not here to say like I'm perfect. He's like, wait, I said a lot of horrible wait, shit. What's the Morgan Riley incident? Morgan Riley, they thought he called a um, uh, gay slur, which he never did. Oh, that. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. I thought it was him. It was two different voices. You could hear. Obviously, it's different, and it wasn't him. And just, but the internet immediately wanted to jump out and attack. I can't believe it. Say even people that were verified, you know, just wanted to come at the guy. And it's two different voices. Like I heard it the first time I listened to it. Like it doesn't even sound like he said. And even then, like if you listen to it, and I'm listening through it through tweets, I'm not slowing it down or anything. Like you can hear the guy doesn't say what they think it or gets accused of saying, but you know. 
Bissonette said, like, you know, I've said horrible things on the ice. I get it, but it's 2019. You can't say that to people now. People, like, people have feelings, and, like, it's so much more different. Going back to, like, when we started just talking about that, there's no place in the game for shit like that. Oh, no. None. If I And I said the same thing. Like, I, when you're on the ice, I can barely hear sometimes the kids I'm playing with or I'm coaching. Sometimes when... Um, I'm out on the ice playing myself. I don't hear stuff that's going on. It sometimes is more audible from the crowd than it is from being actually on the ice. Yeah, especially heard, and when you're when you're in one of the when you're in a rink and there's really nobody in there, you can hear a lot of what's shit going on. Echoes all weird yeah. and stuff too. I mean, like I mean, hell, if you go to a if you go to a hockey game and there's only like say seven thousand people or eight thousand people in the crowd, Florida. And you're sitting there in the thing. You can hear what's going on on the ice. Yeah, like it's without not... without a doubt, you can tell. You hear you, how many times a game do you hear someone yell "wheel"? Yeah, you know, "wheel, wheel, wheel, wheel." Like, you know, like it's just the shit like that. The the terms that you like people say in hockey and stuff, but the the shit like that, like making monkey noise and shit. If that was my kid, I would have fucking grabbed his ass. And I would have dragged him off the ice and said, you're done. Like, yeah. without a doubt. And, I mean, just... It even goes farther, man. Like, yeah, and people are, people are, like, trying to be like, oh, all those coaches and the refs and everybody else, they should all be fired and reprimanded and everything else. And it's like... Well, there are, there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes with that that, like, you know, it's not going to be, like, public knowledge and everything, too. Yeah. But it doesn't look good either way. The one thing that a lot of people don't realize is up here. I will in, lose in, my goddamn mind over that. In, like, New, in New York, there are a lot of Confederate flags and a lot of people promoting, you know, that. And it's just like, all right, you know. It's just a rebel. Like, yeah, it's like, dude. No, it's not. We, we get it that, it, like, you know, it's a symbol of, you know, that you feel it's like a rebellion sig- symbol, everything else. It's great. But it's also, dude, like. You realize that you're promoting the fact that these people, you know, tried to break off and start another country, man. Because like, of slavery. Yeah. Like, and like, dude, you're fucking 400 miles north of the Mason-Dixon line. They hate you. But I went to go pick up my wife's check the other day for her. And sure as shit, random like fucking Wednesday night or Thursday night, whatever it was, dude just burning shit in his front yard. Like, in his driveway, got an American flag, drinking some shit beer, probably, I'm sure, and this Confederate flag name, hey, hey, right next we, to it. We don't discriminate on beer, though. Don't worry. But just like, hell yeah, brother. Oh, I'm going to get my Keystone Ice on and fucking... It's what it is, though. Hell, man. The guy that was living across the street from me when I was growing up had a fucking Confederate flag hanging from his hanging from his porch. Do you ever wonder if Dimebag was around still? Like he'd be like, "Dude, you guys can't be doing this." Well, they, dude, um, Benny Paul, with the he's dead too, though. Yeah, but he was like, what's well, only a couple years dead, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Man. he just died last year, actually, because yeah. there was a big stink at the. They didn't show him in like the. In memoriam for the Grammys, people are like, oh, what do you got to hate on that? You know, it's like uh, they probably put something on like, you don't know. I don't know. But with the whole thing that happened in New Zealand, um, Phil and Selma was supposed to play down and there. And they're still singing something he's linked to white power. From- and, and they cancel this shows because, you know, he's, you know, been pretty strong with white power and everything else. And it's like, dude, like. It's good to see people saying, hey, we don't really support your shit like that. Um, Phil's an asshole. I, I remember going to see Superjoint Ritual and like, dude, half the crowd was fucking Nazis, man. Dude, like, fucking what the fuck is going on with this shit? Like, there's honestly, there's, there's, it just got to the point, like, it got to a point at some point where, like, all the hardcore kids were like, you know what, fuck this. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking Nazis. And just started, just started being a brawl. And all of a sudden, you see, like, fucking six people get kicked out. And there's all, it's just a group of fucking Nazis trying to start shit. I remember being, like, 16 at a concert. I'm like, that's a fucking skinhead, this fucking Nazi motherfucker. (laughs) And, like, just being like pissed off about it, like I don't know, it was like unwritten law and mess playing, and I'm just like, a fucking Nazi mosh. Like, fuck this guy. Like, make sure every time you hit him. Like, is it weird that like, you know, it's 16 years ago? Like, you, you just think of something like that. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. 
anybody. But I mean, like you are. I learned that you learned that in SLC Punk. Like, fuck Nazis. (laughs) You should never feel bad about feeling hatred towards a Nazi. I guess you know, like that's the thing. Like Keith Buckley said it too. He goes, "No, (laughs) smash a Nazi at any fucking chance." I mean, come on, man. Like, it's fucking 2019. Like, give it up, man. Like, there shouldn't be any kind of white power. There's no Aryan race, man. Like, just let it. Like Let just, us die. Yeah, like, yet you have this group of people that go to these things, and especially when it comes to, like... Music scenes. Yeah, I mean... Luckily, it's not really a big thing in the beer scene, but you... We touched on that, uh, was it a couple episodes ago? With the um, the whole uh, brewing news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, views and shit, like... That's, know, the, that's the, the one thing, like, I like to correlate the beer scene and the music scene with each other because they're really similar. But the beer scene is a lot more welcoming than the music scene was because a lot of times with you like a certain style of music, you're going to look at somebody and be like, oh, you listen to EDM? Get the fuck out of this punk show. You know, like the punk kids sure. aren't the punk kids aren't dealing with fucking EDM kids and this and that. And it's gotten a lot of a lot better over the years. I dude, will say that SLC punks. How old that movie? Twenty five years. I don't know, dude. You're fucking Matt Matthew <laughs> I gotta see what this dude looks like nowadays. I don't know if he's aged well. I think you've been. I feel like he I, probably hasn't. I feel like you've been aging better than he has. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also like ten years younger than him. Doesn't matter though. He, I mean, he played some roles that looked like he was supposed to do heroin to do them. <laughs> like, but just, just like stuff like that. It's like, you know, you, you fought this group because of that. You fight, you fight this group because of this. And nowadays it's the same goddamn shit. You're basically just alienating people or fight, wanting to fight people because there's these minority groups of scumbag people, not minority in race, but minority in like, Hey, I'm a racist. Hey, I'm a Nazi. Hey, I, I'm an asshole towards women. Like it's the one thing. Everything. The one thing everybody should agree on is Nazis suck. Yeah, like that's just it. Like you shouldn't. You shouldn't try to support any of that. You shouldn't try to fight the fact of someone saying Nazis suck. You should be like, I agree with you. Let's move on. Like I see a it. motherfucker in a goddamn armband, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone get me a lawyer because someone's going to get just I'm I'm, I got nothing. I can't even fucking talk. (laughs) It's a a frustrating thing. And that's um, unfortunately we we live in this world and yeah, we've kind of gone way off topic in a sense. But, you know, that's 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 what this podcast is, though. There isn't as much as it's just like a beer (laughs) podcast. It's also just us talking about shit that just happens and like you live in it. Sometimes know? sometimes we need to vent about how much we hate Nazis. If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Are you a discerning beer drinker? Do you drink beer for the tastes of black currant and old leather? Can you tell the difference between Simcoe and Citra hops, despite whatever type of beer you might be drinking? Yeah, sorry, that's not this podcast. You want to listen to somebody else. We here at the Speak Podcast do regular beer for regular people. Joe Sixpack Beer at Joe Sixpack Taste. That's Rob, Adam, and Pete, proud members of the Hopped Up Network. Three guys, two beers, one show. Well, now that we got that out of our system, we're going to crack into Stone's 2018 version of the Woot Stout. The Woot Stout is the collab that they do with Will Wheaton. Beer is an ale brewed with pecans, wheat, and rye, one quarter aged in bourbon barrels. It is an 11.5%. And this came in a uh, 12 ounce bottle. I mean, do you think it almost has that like barley wine kind of vibe to it then? Or like, it's it's a stout on it, but I mean, it's. It it might be, yeah, it might be kind of more of like, yeah, it might kind of be more leaning towards that barley wine. It's smooth as shit. Plus, you're drinking it basically warm. It's date stamped uh, 622.18. So I don't know if it was bottled then or. 
sent out for distribution then. I'm not sure what Stone does with that, but either way, I mean, it's something, as you were saying, like as we were off, off air, it's a cheap ass stout that you can grab a couple and let, let some sit, have one now, have one later. And the age is basically seven months, eight months now. Fuck. Yeah. And I mean, like you can go and buy, I'm sure we can still pick up the same ones that. Yeah, I mean, you probably could find this bottle for what four bucks under that. Probably at, like two thirty nine at Premier. Yeah, and you can go and be like, okay, I got this in the basement, and then bust it out two years from now and be like, oh shit, just like it's good. Uh, I don't want to drink this in the summer, but I think I could. I think you could get away with drinking this in the summer. This could be a hot tub beer. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking smooth too. You don't really get too much alcohol in it. Yeah, I mean, we're and like I said, we're drinking it warm, and even then, you're not. It's not even that boozy. Well, this is this is kind of beer that you can drink at room temperature though, too. Though, it probably comes out better. Oh, absolutely. That way. I mean, this has been sitting. I mean, it's been sitting in a cellar that's commonly in the sixty degree mark. Yeah, yeah. You know. So it's probably at the right time most of the time, anyhow. Well, let's bust into the final beer of the night. This beer is Long Root Ale from uh, Portland, Oregon. It is made with Kernza perennial grain. What the fuck does that mean? I'm going to pour this shit and then I'll talk to you about it. That sounds like a beer commercial right there waiting to happen. (laughs) This beer I got when uh, we uh, went to that bottle share from uh, an Instagrammer from Portland happened to be in town and uh, she brought a bunch of stuff from the area and you know exchanged some beers and had a really good time and she gave me a couple of these or one of these and this is a like I said this is the long root ale made with Kernza perennial grain it is a pale ale using organic ingredients, barley yeast, and a blend of blend of north, northwest hops. The addition of Kernza, a, a soil regenerating perennial grain bred by the Land Institute, adds a slight spiciness to the dry, crisp finish. Kernza also pulls carbon out of the atmosphere and stores it deep in its roots and its soil. You don't Is it get roots, bloody roots. <laughs> you don't get the carbon in the beer, but yeah. So this is a grain that they decided, hey, would see how this would go in a beer. Um, the smell definitely has like that spicy, earthy, that, that earthy. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it, the taste is there though too. Yeah, it's it's more of like kind of like a malt forward beer than. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like the for, rest that we've been having. For a pal ale with this, though, like, normally, like, once I, I get into stuff, like, I, I prefer this more than, like, an English kind of style. But this, this just has, a, like, almost, like, that farm feel to it. You know what I mean? Like, Well, this, this kind of has an English feel to it, though. But better. I, I, I want to, I, I like, I don't know. I think, which, that, I think that has to do with the Northwest hops that they're probably using in here. The smell, yeah. Like, you have... The smell's almost like Pilsner-like. Yeah. Maybe it's because I got a lot of head on it right now, but, like... No, this is a very European style beer, I feel. It's just so balanced, though, dude. Like, it's smooth as fuck. Yeah. Like, you don't... Uh, it's... <laughs> Cause you know how I can get with like you. And this pal- is this is a five and a half percent APV. You know how I can get with pale ales, where it's just like, like ah, just it's too much malt where the malt and the bitterness don't match up. This is just so smooth. Like, I think maybe that extra grain to it it could be. balances out the uh, the hops that would be in here, or like a harshness from a grain even. Just it just makes it like a really smooth beer. Yeah, this is this is pretty good. Like, I smell it, I always think, like, ooh, three, and the way, and then, like, you get it, and you're like, ooh, wow, what a malt backbone to it. Yeah. You know, and just, like, it's, it's, 
maybe it's a temp we have it at too because I mean we've had it out for a little bit now too and this is just like perfect like temperature I think if it's any even cold, if it's if colder it, if it's I colder mean, it's still about the same I think colder you get a like a different like crispness to it yeah but like, I think like this is just smooth as shit like I'd, I'd agree with you on that I'm high on the beer I mean that's that's the biggest thing that like I'm yeah. taking away no I mean I, I want something crisper than this I think I don't want it as malty I feel I think I'm going. Well, I don't know. I mean, at that point, two in the night, I'm probably already a few in. I could probably do this. You're you're more than a few in at that. Eleven <laughs> o'clock at night. Fuck it. As long as you're not working at night. Busting out the French kiss. Oh, Busting out the. Does that bottle still exist? I don't know. It'd be here if you got it. I, I think like I think we it. killed it. I feel like we killed it, or we tried to the one year. Oh no! I hope it got us out of my house. <laughs> it's not. I don't have it anymore. It might be here then. If you know you don't have it for certain, then it's... No, I can guarantee you I don't have it. Oh. French Kiss is this bottle of liquor I bought when I was... Okay, like... When I was 19 years old, we went up to Canada and could drink. On my way to our family cottage, I decided to ask someone where the beer store was and then where the LCBO was. Went there... I went for Jack Daniels. My friends went for this French kiss stuff. My friends went home and my mom said that, hey, they could come back up Friday with my girlfriend at the time. So they all came up Friday. We went and went to dinner all shit faced and went and bought more booze. And they bought this other bottle of French kiss, which is some vanilla fucking alcohol liqueur or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's like, yeah, it's like a it's been around for fucking since when we're talking, we're 15 years deep into it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure this bottle is not emptied, and I'm pretty sure there's some of it. If it's not at your house anymore and it's in my possession, then it's got to be in my basement. I want to say this thing still exists. It's it's down to, like, the nitty-gritty of it. Like, there's probably maybe, like... Was five. I the last person to successfully drink it? Probably. I feel like we might have mixed something in, in all the It was one of those things when we were communal. living together that like we would be like, oh, hey, I'll make you a drink. And we'd put a splash or two of it Absolutely. in a drink just to try to get rid of it. And that's how we got rid of most of it. But I don't think we killed it. That bottle was at like three quarters for like a decade. It's it's pretty gross. If it exists, we will uh, we'll take a video of us finishing it somehow. And uh, put it on Instagram so you guys can uh, watch us punish ourselves for having a bottle of liquor for fucking almost 20 years. <laughs> it's like when um, the holy name at my parents' church officially shut down and <laughs> they're cleaning out the bar room. And we got a Wait, bunch. It shut down? Yeah. Well, the church still exists. Yeah, but like the, the school and shit. The school isn't really like the school that it, you're like. They haven't had like they still do like religion classes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's about it. You get. But like, there's like a charter school that uses the one building, but like the, the bar room, the the holy name bar room that Where they. Were you sat with your dad one time getting fucking cranked? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that that place no longer exists. Well, it exists, but like. They had to empty out all the liquor and everything else. So my uncle was like, here, here's all this liquor. And we got a bottle of Jim Beam from there. What was that from 1987? That like didn't have one of the owners on it. Like how like if you look at the label of Jim Beam, they have all the owners. Do you have the shit still? Oh, no, no. Because we tried to drink it after after my dad passed. um, I was just like, oh. I'll take a shot of this, you know, whatever. And it was just like flaky and everything. And I'm just like, like just smelling it. And then like, everybody's looking at me waiting to see if I'm going to take a shot of this. And I'm just like, we're not going to do this. I didn't think this liquor could actually go bad. (laughs) Yeah. Surprise, surprise. This bottle did. Yeah. I, I couldn't give you a date on the bottle, but I can tell you that this probably wasn't safe to drink. I mean, it probably was because, I mean, it's alcohol and it's not going it's, to kill you. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't looking to start my night off throwing up after taking a shot of, you know, 30-year-old, you know, Jim Beam or 40-year-old Jim Beam, whatever it was. <laughs> so. My God. But, yeah, it was. It just happened to be tucked in the back of a uh, of, uh, church liquor cabinet. That was, The day that I remember being there is 
Fuck, who was Farvon? Was he on the Jets? No, probably. I think there was the game when Arthur Motes hit fucking Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre went, like that, and, Mar- and Motes said, like, yeah. He's like, I knew I heard him when I hit him because he made this weird noise. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be... Wait, you're not thinking of the Knights of Columbus, right? No, 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 not Knights of Columbus. It's yeah. 100% there. All right. Because Shannon went to a movie by herself that night, and she told me she's very upset with me. And that she didn't know if we were going to be together anymore. And that was like fucking nine years ago. (laughs) To think what could have happened because you didn't go to a movie. What movie did she see? I don't know. She went to a movie by herself and I didn't call her. And I just got drunk with you guys. And I think we watched the KC game afterwards at the bar. Fucking bonus beer since that beer is so crushable, I guess. Yeah, you're fucking right. I'll go with it. We're going to hit the six-point dabble since we got one of them floating around. And you all know how I feel about six-point. So I'm not really going to get into this. Uh, This was canned January 13th, 2019. And they now started actually putting their Best Buy on the cans, too. So this says Best Buy July 12th, 2019. So that's the one thing that a lot of breweries are starting to do is put Best Buy dates on as well as the canning date. And I think that's a great thing because this way, if you're shopping for stuff, you know, all right, this beer is going to be garbage. If like you look and if I happen to see Dabble on a shelf, which we didn't really like, we've started to get less six point here, I feel than we normally do um especially what you, think, with, you really think with these with these uh smaller releases um with the bigger stuff with like the res the resin the crisp and all that's in the uh the bengali tiger we're still seeing the same amount but at the same time like with these like it's it's a little tougher to find some four packs as quickly as we used to i guess you know that's a fair assumption. Um, we just happened to get the DDH high res in the area like a week or two ago. And I did happen to get some of that. And that's fucking hop fucking city, <laughs> you know. But this one, uh, the Dabble is one of those things. It's one of those beers right now that people are kind of hit or miss on, to tell you the truth. This is a double IPA with Sabro, Cashmere, and Idaho 7 hops. I feel like Cashmere just makes it, like, really fucking smooth. Yeah. And Idaho 7 is one of those beers, like, or one of those hops, like, uh, Galaxy, where I don't know if it's a great standalone hop. Yeah. But it complements other hops really well. This is 8.2 and 20 IBU. You're definitely on the New England side of things. It's almost like you get like a vanilla finish to it. Yeah, like it's it's really like it's like that. Like there's the lactose or some shit like. It's like it's like a French vanilla. It's like a French kiss, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck this! They never escapes my life. <laughs> like it has. It's like it's it's like a. There's a sweetness to it. Yeah. That you're like, why am I tasting this? Should I be tasting this? What's going on here? But it's not a bad thing, though. I still... uh, There's, like, that unknown thing with it, you know? Like, you just can't put your fucking finger on it. Six Point being bought out by the same group that owns, like, Southern Tier and Victory. uh, The Artisanal Brewers uh, venture, whatever it is. People will probably start seeing more Six Point in their areas. Like... I'm not sure how much you don't like. I know like they're in the Northwest because I remember them uh, posting a bunch of things on Instagram about them doing like a jammer release out in uh, Washington. I'm not really quite sure how how much they're in California. I'm assuming they're in all the big cities. But even them, like six point, it's just like they're they're different to us because they're close versus like I feel like almost California people can be like jaded towards shit that we drink and like dude this is great versus the same shit like we can get something from them but like this is what you guys all drink out there you'll start seeing six point in 
places like the Midwest where they probably don't actually get it right now. And people will be able to experience some of these beers. And with the stuff that they're doing right now, it's... I mean, you have... Well, they have a newer brewer, though. A newer head brewer. The the, the head brewers, the guy from... One of the guys from Trillium. Yep. So, I mean, he's been going towards the way that Trillium would do things. And that's not necessarily and not a bad the, thing. And not the fucking asshole that's sending the <laughs> scrub pour, kegs. He's not pouring bottles of tequila in a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck these people. I'm going to give them the ass. I'm going to make shit up. I wonder if I anybody... Still, we've still drank Trillium after that. And... As I say, I wonder if anybody can really actually confirm that it happened or not. I mean, I could write a bunch of shit online and say this shit too, but, you know, <laughs> there's no there's no physical proof that that shit happened, so it is what it is. Would it surprise you that a brewery would do that? Not really. Not a chance. (laughs) Not a chance. It would not surprise me. I don't think it it has ever been something where like, oh, we're not going to drink this brewery anymore. You know, I mean, we're still into. But yeah, we're uh, we got a we got a busy couple of months coming up for us. Yeah, shit's going to start like happening. Like, I mean, as I mentioned before, we're going to be recording at the Miscavige Library on April 12th in May. Sometime mid-May, we'll be at Mortalis recording. And uh, we're also going to be having a little party at Buffalo Brewing Company coming come in June. So stay tuned for all that stuff, and we'll uh, keep you updated. So we'll, we'll be all over the place, and I'm sure more, more, more things will even pop up. I mean, we don't like to just sit here and... Much. No, I love sitting here watching hockey. <laughs> like as much as we say like that, like no, we love it. Don't get us wrong, but we will be out and about at some point. But it's, it's one. It's one thing that we try to do is make sure we're out, experience it, and bring bringing the scene to you guys from that aspect as well. Because you know, hey, it's fun to go and sit at a table with some microphones and talk some shit. Be sure to follow us on all our social media. Um, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook at What the Hops. Go and find us on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. Go find our episodes and whatever random shit I actually decide to write on our WordPress at whatthehops.wordpress.com. And uh, follow me on untapped at brian wth so go check out the hopped up network as well uh i know a bunch of podcasts this week will be at the atlantic city beer and music festival holy fuck atlantic city has a beer festival that's like mob fucking rules right there well a bunch of the podcasts are from new jersey and it's uh actually a pretty big beer fest where there's like there's gonna be like 700 different beers there holy fuck yeah ain't that a bitch i'm catching motherfucker (laughs) but the used is actually headlining the one night no fucking shit dude this is this is jersey as fuck right now we could have been there we could be i mean they might be from utah but like i feel like that they use this jersey music (laughs) we could have been sitting there at podcast row with some other hopped up network podcasts just talking about beer and fucking listening to the used i'm gonna have to talk to my jersey contact about this shit (laughs) but yeah go uh go to the hopped up network go to hoppedupnetwork.com and uh Go and wait for those episodes to hit the air because they're probably going to be some good shit from breweries at that festival and probably be some fun things. So, yeah. And if if I guess it's okay, I can puke the day away. (laughs) And on that note. What the hops.